Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectivate and joining me for this double header of a podcast are Greg Browning and all the way from Norway, David Weatherston. How's it going, guys? Very well, thank you. Going very good, well. Thank you. Good. Very, very excited. This is probably the most excited I've been this season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're a bit animated on the group chat this morning about the, the fixture card this weekend. Oh, it's incredible. It is incredible. I could have 40 or 50 bets up this weekend. No bother. Um, I think I've got 14 so far. Which isn't typical of a, a weekend set of fixtures, but no. it's a perfect storm this weekend. Uh, let's advocate responsible gambling, shall we? <laughs> yeah, let's not get carried away. We've got a few bets lined up, Greg. We're going to have a quick look at the Scottish games this weekend. Yeah, it's getting less and less to play for as the weeks go on, isn't it, in Scotland? Yeah, pretty much, especially in the Premiership. Um, everything's pretty much been decided. Celtic have won the league. And it's really just a who's going to finish bottom, Dundee or St Johnston. Very much looking like Dundee. They've got a glimpse of a chance still. And I guess it's a battle for fourth between Dungeon United, Motherwell and um, Ross County. Ross County, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, Ross County and Motherwell play this weekend, so that's probably one of the, the key games this weekend. Uh, we'll have a wee look at some of the bets that you've got lined up there for us in Scotland, Greg. And David will have a, a look at Norway's fixtures this weekend as well. Um an interesting couple of weeks that we've had at the start of the season so far. Yeah, really interesting. Uh, Lillestrøm, top of the league, um, 13 points, beating behind them on 12, and then a five-point gap back to the champions. But yeah, the top two have played an extra game. But yeah, it's been a really interesting start. Yeah, tell you what, David, it's a match that um, the Bodeglimp Lillestrøm match. They do not want to lose that game, Bodeglimp, do they? They do not want to lose no, that. No, and uh, we'll get to it later, why why uh, it's going to be tough for them. Cool, look forward to it. Uh, Greg, we'll kick off with the Scottish games. We're going to try and run through these as quickly as we can. We are three games away from the finish of the regular Premiership season. As you say, most of the issues have probably already been decided. Celtic are not yet champions, but they need just three points and probably a draw. Um, albeit their superior goal difference means that just three points would effectively win them the league with two games to go. They play Hearts on Sunday, uh, sorry, Saturday lunchtime. It's the early kickoff and a bit of a missed opportunity for them last weekend against Rangers. Had they won that game, the title would pretty much have been sewn up, but they get the chance to do it again in front of their own fans on Saturday. Yeah, I guess it was a missed opportunity last weekend, but that said, they'll also be happy not to have given Rangers any glimmer of hope. Um, they would have been disappointed not to have won that match, especially at home. But yeah, they're going to get over the line very shortly, and they're playing the third best team in Scotland this season anyway. Hearts have got lots to look forward to, got a Scottish Cup final to look forward to. They've got, what is it, guaranteed eight European games next season. Yeah, tremendous. Uh, Tyne will be rocking um, next season, so congratulations to them. I guess this match for Hearts is a bit of a, I don't know, it's a bit of a dead rubber really I know that Robbie Nielsen won't see it that way um, but we can probably all agree that Peter Haring will get booked for Hearts <laughs> <laughs> um, he'll probably get booked and I think he's very short although you'll probably get a better price at Paddy Power I've not checked yet but we might get maybe 74 or 2-1 to one on him being booked but Connors is probably an angle that we've looked at a lot this season I think you quite fancy Connors yeah I just think 
there's been a, a shift, I suppose. We were all into corners earlier in the season with Celtic, and I think that was when they had both Jota and Abada on either wing. Abada's been kind of replaced a wee bit by Maeda. Jota had a wee spell out, and I think the number of corners kind of dropped during that period. Um, and I just think Saturday's game just looks like a game that Celtic will most likely dominate. And one of the bets that we really liked earlier in the season was over three and a half first half corners, and that's 10 to 11 this weekend. And I just think it's probably worth a go at that for Celtic to win four corners in the first half. I think Celtic will come out, you know, they want to get this title wrapped up and I think they'll come out flying on Saturday um, and they'll try and get the game won pretty early and they'll dominate that first half. So I'd say there's a fairly decent chance of four corners in the first half. Uh, yes, yeah, I think as well, I think the bookies are always, I think corner markets is always a struggle for them sometimes. And I think we can always try and find an angle and a bit of value in the corner markets, especially in first half corners. So yeah, I think the 10 to 11 on four is a cracking price. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Harps are 10 without defeat. What was the last loss? Oh, the last loss. I'll be away at someone. Um, Ross County? 2-1 defeat to St. Johnson. What was it? There we go. 19 to St. Johnson won this season. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Harps are in great form, to be fair. And I know it's just saying it's a bit of a dead rubber for them, but we want to be keeping some kind of momentum going into this cup final in a few weeks as well. OK, we'll move on to... Hibs v Aberdeen, don't have many notes about this one, two horrendous seasons for each of them. <laughs> Is it worth having a look at at all? No, I think for me, the uh, the Premiership this season, sorry, this, this this weekend, there's not really much standing out. And there's so many other opportunities across the Scottish playoffs, English League 2, English Championship, English Premiership, Serie B, Serie A, and obviously Norway. So don't concern yourself this weekend with the Scottish Premiership. And okay. one match, really, for me, that's worth putting anything on. And that said, Dundee's trip to St Mirren. Yeah, so Dundee are five points adrift to St Johnson. Now only three games to play. Must win for Dundee. Um, St Mirren pretty much safe now, would you say, Greg? Oh, absolutely, 100% safe. I was so annoyed last weekend. at, at the I was at the game against St Mirren last weekend. It was a terrible match. I think we didn't have a single shot and goal. St Mirren probably just did enough to edge it and deserved the 1-0 win. But that's given Stephen Robinson a huge, I guess a huge relief for him to mm. get that win. Because let's be honest, St Mirren have been absolutely rotten since he's joined. I think, what, eight defeats and nine. Massive, massive win. And I think they enjoyed their player of the year do on Saturday night, on Sunday night, sorry, which I was really annoyed about. I was wanting to see tripping faces at that, especially David. <laughs> Um, but no, a big win for them last weekend. It takes them right out of the mix now, and it is a two-way battle between St Johnston and Dundee. And St Mirren essentially nothing to play for. Uh, hopefully, some of the St Mirren players are still drunk from Sunday night. Um, <laughs> what like Div? Like Div, yeah. We'll find out on Saturday. But I just think here for Dundee, for Mark McGee, what twelve games in charge and not a win yet. It's pretty scandalous, isn't it? Yeah, it's good uh, stuff. Dundee, it's the as well. The worst thing, and that is the worst thing. That's too bad. <laughs> Johnson have not got a chance of staying up. Um, to be fair, to Dundee, they've never been hammered by anyone really in terms of his time at, at Dundee. Mark McGee, they've always been beaten by the old goal. Uh, quite a few draws in there as well. But this is a match where they have to win. They went to Petardi last weekend and were edged out by a Lewis Ferguson penalty, I think it was. But they'll come to St. Mirren on Saturday knowing what they have to do. They have to get a win and they'll be relying on Livingston doing them a favour by beating St. Johnson. 
tell you what, it's not outside the realms of possibility that Dundee can go to St Mirren on Saturday and get a result. They're 3-1 to one, and there's every chance that Johnston won't pick up points at Livingston. So all of some buts, but that would bring it back down to two points. Mm-hmm. So there's a five-point gap. This is a massive, massive weekend and obviously I think the relegation spot will be decided now this weekend in terms of what happens next. Yeah. But on that note, Dundee 3-1, to one, not the worst of prices. St Mirren have the second worst home record in the league behind Dundee. Only won three home games this season, St Mirren. I think they'll be on their holidays, St Mirren. I really do. I don't think there'll be many um, players up for this one, especially there's players leaving as well. So don't get me wrong, St Mirren players will be professional about it, but the onus is in Dundee here, and I quite like the look of Dundee corners here, and they're five to four to get five corners. I think they got six at uh, Petordi last weekend, Dundee. They have to get a result. They have to win this match. And I think the corners angle is probably the best approach to take. Yeah, it's not a bad show, as you say. It's pretty much last chance to win for Dundee, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Uh, what a bust for me. Yeah. Uh, you just touched on the Livingston St. Johnston game. St. Johnston have actually got quite a good record at the Tony Macaroni. I've kind of lost all the all the buzz this season. <laughs> for me. Um, I don't want to speak about it, but yeah, um, do you have a decent record there? Always a tough game against Livingston on the on the artificial pitch, but we do tend to do okay there. But uh, I couldn't possibly back us in any way, shape, or form in that match. Even though Livingston don't really have much to play for, uh, we do. But having watched us at close quarters the last two games against Dundee and St Mirren, we're really really poor. Both well, yeah, and to be fair, Livy seem to be probably in the best form out of all the bottom sides uh, in that bottom six. Eleven to ten isn't the worst price for them either, is it? No, it's not. I, I definitely couldn't back St Johnson, but to be fair, I couldn't back St Mirren uh, yeah. either at that price. In the top half, I, I don't think thirteen to ten on a Ross County home win over Motherwell's too bad either. Motherwell just been horrendous, haven't they? Just for <laughs> the season to finish. <laughs> um, the worst team to ever reach top six. Oof. Well, one, one win in fifteen. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think there's ever been a team on a record of one, one in 15 in the top six, ever. Um, so, they're going to have to win a game at some point. Pressure's mounting, though, on Graham Alexander, and mm-hmm. it's going to be a very tough game. I think Ross County have kind of slipped away a little bit in terms of the, the, their own form, but it's a very, very attractive price, and there could very well could be goals in that match, to be fair. Yeah, and to be fair to, to Ross County, the points that they've dropped have been against... Celtic and Hearts really recently. Um, you know, they're, they're the only teams that they've dropped points to. So I just thought 13 to 10 was not a bad price. Yeah, it's a decent price. I'm just looking at the goals angle, sorry, for this match, just as we chat about it. And the Asian line, yeah, pretty good. Nearly even for over two and two and a half. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Over two and a half is 65. Yeah, I'd imagine there'll be at least two goals in that game. So there's probably an angle there, maybe in the Asian line. Yeah. Uh, and on Sunday, we've got Rangers hosting Dundee United. Now, this could go one of two ways we don't Rangers are playing Red Bull Leipzig tonight so we don't have the advantage of knowing whether Rangers have reached the Europa League final or whether they haven't um, if they have then the place could be absolutely bouncing on Sunday if they haven't and if Celtic have won uh, on the Saturday then it could be like a morgue on Sunday at Ibrox um, either way it's just a, a game that it's not really worth looking at getting involved in it no it's not it's, there's really not there's so many other ways to get involved on board this weekend that's not one of them yeah. Okay, you touched on the fact that we're also into playoff territory in Scotland. Um, there's actually five playoffs on Saturday across the Championship, League One and League Two. Down in League Two, we've got Cowdenbeath who finished the bottom. They play Bonnie Rig Rose, um, who are hoping to get into the uh, top 
tier of Scottish football for the first time in their history. But you're going to focus on the League One games between Dumbarton and Edinburgh City and Forfar and Annan Athletic. Yeah, so these four sides met on Tuesday night. Um, Edinburgh City running out 3-1 winners at home to Barton, which I must say was a bit of a surprise result. Uh, Dumbarton finished the season not too badly, but that's a cracking one for Edinburgh City. But they travelled to Dumbarton on Saturday. I just think there's goals in this match again. I think Dumbarton don't keep clean, many clean sheets. Edinburgh City are going to have to probably... Um, tactically work this game out in terms of they've got a two-goal lead to protect, but I don't think they can sit back. And given the fact that Dumbarton do concede quite a lot of goals, um, there's every chance we'll see both teams score again. Mm-hmm. Well, initially, I was going to take these as singles, but I can't really split my mind up between the two of them, so happy to put them into a double. So first up, Dumbarton v Edinburgh City, over 2.5 match goals, pays 4-5. to five. And the next game is four for Viannan. Annan won this 1-0 on Tuesday night, uh, a low-scoring game. But I think, as I called out, I think two or three weeks ago, the, the goal-scoring record between four for Annan at Station Park is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I think the last six games have been 5-1, 2-0, 4-2, 4-2, 5-1 and 5-1. So there's been three 5-1s in, in those um, uh, last six games. So 31 goals in the last six ties between the sides. Uh, that's over five goals per match. And I think Forfar have got a great goal scoring record at home against Annan. Ultimately, Forfar have to get back into the tie. And again, I just think, given what's at stake here, I think the over 2.5 match goals at even money uh, is worth backing. So I wouldn't put anyone off backing them as singles, but I'm going to do the 13 to 5 double on over 2.5 match goals in both those games. Yeah. Okay. So a wee goals double there in the playoffs. Uh, David, we'll bring you in here. We're going to have a look at Norway now. Uh, last weekend, Molde won the Norwegian Cup. A 1-0 win over Bodo Glimt. It took a 76-minute penalty to win that. Uh, how did that game go, David? And is that a, a real boost for Molde in terms of the, the championship challenge? Um, yeah, it was a really interesting game. And I think it's something that... Um... It's a pattern we're seeing now against Bode Glimt with teams lining up in a sort of 5-3-2 deep, low-block defensive shape and uh, trying to counter-attack from there. I think um, they're going to come across it a lot this year, Glimt. And Peking did it last, or two weeks ago in the league and uh, beat them 2-0 and Molde followed up. And to be fair, Molde deserved to win. Um, It was 1-0. It was a soft penalty. Um, that decided the game. It, I'm undecided whether it was a penalty or not, to be honest. It was a little bit of a, a clumsy challenge. He, he, Bred Amoe went to block across and he just kept sliding and kind of caught Eichner. Mean, it was a little bit clumsy, but it was soft as anything and not the way you want to see a cup final decided. But yeah, Mulder deserved to win. They had the better chances and it gave them a huge boost going into what is a massive game against Viking this weekend. Yeah, we've also got Glimt against Lillestrom. It's Lillestrom who are setting the pace so far. Yeah, Lillestrom have been really good. They got a late winner against Molde. They beat Haugesund in a tight game that they probably didn't deserve to win. And last time out, I think uh, they were deserved winners over all this. And uh, they just, they've started really well. They've got a good squad. I thought they would do well this year. Um, I'd be surprised if they keep it up in terms of their title challenge but yeah it's been, it's been an impressive start to the season and they've got some they've got some good players and it'll be a really really a tough game for Glimt this weekend um, I think as well David the fact it's not just the Bodo Glimt kind of Molder show 
it's great having V-King and Lillestrom up there, Hilly Doors. Yeah, and I was, I was looking at the, the odds this morning for the title. Um, Glint are still favourites. Um, but V-King at 6-1 to one really interested me. I think they've looked excellent so far. They've looked much more solid than last year. And they've got in Tripic and Berisha, um, two of the best attacking players in the league. I think Viking uh, looks really looks like a really good price at six to one. And from what I've seen so far, there's not there's not a, been a better team than them. But I think uh, I mean I would wait until see what happens against Molde this weekend because Molde, um, yeah, look, Molde looks really good in the cup final. Uh, they played some nice football, created some good chances, and I think they're starting to get into the groove a little bit. Um, just on Bode Glint, they they have a bit of an issue at the moment. Uh, Soutnes is suspended. He had a, there was a little bit of a, a rough game against Viking, and Soutnes got a two-game ban uh, after the game. For an, it was a little bit of an ugly knee in the back he did on uh, Kevin Cameron as he was lying on the ground. That's had a lot of, of negative press the last couple of weeks for Glink to obviously have become used to winning recently in the last two years and uh, they've not enjoyed losing games recently. So Soutnes is suspended. Ola Solbakken has been playing through an ankle injury and after the cup final has decided to go for surgery. So Solbakken is going to be out for a wee while as well. Solbakken, you'll get a gloss. Yeah, I think Sobakin's a huge loss. I think he's the, the best attacking player, absolutely no doubt. Soutness is a huge loss for the next two games. Um, I think this is a really tough game for them at the weekend against Lillestrom, who will who play a back five naturally. So will we set up to do it um, Do it against Glint the way they have been, um, the way they've been playing all year and the way Glint have come up against this year. I just think I think it's a really tough game and uh, Glint at 1-2 or just, I think, 4-7, it's just absolutely no value this weekend. I was going to say, you, for the first time and probably since we started doing the podcast, we're starting to see some red against the former Bodo Glint and, you know, we're so used to them just winning games, but it's now obviously a defeat in Roma, um, defeat to Viking, they lost the cup final, 1-0. I'm guessing questions haven't been asked just yet, but that's compounded by the injuries and suspensions as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I suppose if you back to Glimt at the beginning of the season, he's starting to get a bit worried already. Yeah, I mean, the problem they're having is they've come up against a team who's playing a really low block. Low block. It's something that they came up against last year, in fairness, but it seems this year that teams have got um, a 5-3-2 thing going on. They're really cramming the middle. Um, and Gleam just struggling a little bit to play through it. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly don't want to go nine points behind anyway, do they? Although no, they certainly don't. I, I, I don't see them losing at the weekend, but at the same time, I struggle to see how how they're going to dominate the game the same way they they, they always do. Um, I just think without so back in, they, they miss that sort of spark. Um, Spiord has played quite a lot of games in the striker role. He has potentially picked up a shoulder injury in the cup final as well. He could be out this weekend. And Boniface, who's his replacement, is suspended. He gets sent off against Viking. Um, so, yeah, it all points towards a really good opportunity for Lillestrom away at Glimt. And just to go into to a bet that I really like this weekend, it's something that would have come in in all four games so far against Bode Glimt, and that is Lillestrom to score and to hit at least four corners. Um, sorry, three corners. Um, it's it's coming in at four to five, and 
it's something that Glimt have conceded in every game so far, um, and they've also conceded um, at least three corners. Uh, in fact, Bollering is the only game that they didn't concede three corners. So yeah, three out of the four games this bet's coming in. Lillestrøm have scored um, scored in every game, and they've hit at least five corners in every game. So against a, a slightly weakened Glimt team. Uh, Lillestrøm on a high, I think. Lillestrøm to score and hit at least three corners at 4-5 just looks like a really good bet this weekend. Yeah, sounds pretty good. <coughs> Craig, we've touched on the Norwegian corners earlier now. We're kind of four or five games in and we're starting to see a few patterns emerging. Oh, it's tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. Yeah. Yeah, and just noticing that the top of the corner count at the moment are Strom, Scott, Set and Tromso. Both have got three and four points respectively. Um, so I'd imagine that's a market that you're quite keen to have a look at over the next week or two as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think so far, so good on the corner front. There's some teams hitting some cracking numbers, as you say. I was just saying hitting some good numbers as well, and they've got no points. Yeah, they're um, hitting some great numbers, but they're also conceding lots of corners too. So yeah. it's it's absolutely fantastic. And I, I said it before, big, I hope they're not listening actually, a big um, thumbs up to Bet365 <laughs> giving us the um, team corner markets because it makes a massive difference because it used to be Skybet that only produced those markets. And obviously, as we know with Skybet, uh, prices get cut within about 18 seconds. So um, great to have that market available. But yeah, I think this season so far, it's going to be about goals. And I think we can definitely exploit the, the team corner market. Yeah, bet three, six, five are infinitely more likely to stand up a bet than Skybet are. Oh, 100%, yes. Which is all good. Okay, so David, sorry, just to recap there, your bet on that, Claimed to be Lillestrom game is Lillestrom to score and to hit three or more corners at four to five. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you've also got something for us in the Sarpsborg v Odd game as well. Yeah, and it's something um, something I looked at in the previous odd, uh, Sarpsborg game and the previous pod we did. I, I talked up Sarpsborg saying that they look like a good uh, attacking team this year and I backed um, I think I think the line in the Tromsø Sarpsborg game was two two and a half uh, the Asian goal line and it and it um, it finished five two to Sarpsborg so that just got over the line um, uh, no I think Sarpsborg have just looked really good attacking um, in the two away games they've had so far um, they've they've scored uh, eight goals. Um, the two home games have been a little bit tougher. They played Rosenborg, who are a very defensive team this year and um, just a team to completely avoid in the goal market this year, both against and for. Um, and they played Viking, who in the first game, who looked really solid as well. So the other two games against sort of mid, mid-table teams, eight goals scored, four goals conceded. And at home to Odd this weekend, I can just I, I just like goals. Odd lost 3-2 at home to Odd this year, last time out. Um, they've also beaten Viking 2-1 and um, a, a tight game against Rosenborg again, 1-0 loss. So Rosenborg are the, the real issue here. Um, I just think Sarpsborg the odd. It's, it's two good attacking teams that have looked a little bit shaky at the back. And the goal line set at 2.5-3. Um, I, I just think... You just have to back Sarpsborg and goals in the moment. They just look like a, a right good team. The, the even money, uh, two and a half, three point oh goal line just looks like really good value for this one. What price is that? Uh, it's even money on the bet three six five. Even money. Okay. And speaking of goals, Greg, we can't go without speaking about Hamcam, who host Olison at the weekend. And you fancy goals in this one as well? 
Yeah, I think so. I think Hamcam uh, haven't really changed their approach from last season. They've come up and so far so good in terms of, well, I guess, points collected, five points out of four games, not, not the greatest, but in terms of goals, there's been four, three, three and four goals scored in their four matches. A 2-2 draw in the first day against Lillestrom, uh, a 2-1 defeat at Tromso, a 3-0 win at home to Sandyfjord and a 2-2 draw against Christiansen. So they've scored two or more goals now in three of their four games. Um, so they are scoring goals, but ultimately as well, they're not keeping many clean sheets. And they welcome Alves inside who have shipped two goals now in each of their last three games. Looking at Olsen's away record over time, how many matches do you think they've won in their last 28 away games in the Elite Azerian? And I'm talking over the last, twice they've been in the league, so the last two seasons, 2017 and 2020. How many wins in 28? No, two, three. Yeah, I'm with three. Yeah, I'll go three as well, just because David knows more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad shout, David, it was two. So they've only won two <laughs> games in basically two seasons. They didn't win any last time, did they? No, so um, I can see Alison g- g- grabbing a goal here, but I can definitely see Hamcam continuing their attack and play. Um, kind of backed up also by the fact that 11 of the last 12 meetings between the sides have seen both teams score, and 7 of the last 8 meetings between the sides have seen over 2.5 goals. If you go back a little bit further, there's actually been over 2.5 goals in this fixture in 15 of the last 18 games. So I'm more than happy to get on this match over 2.5 goals on the basis that there's a very good chance both teams will score. That bodes well, and we're getting 19 to 20 on over 2.5 goals with Bet365. OK. Uh, David, before we move on to Oberstligen, we've obviously touched on the Moldavia Viking game. Um, how do you see that one going? Yeah, it'll be an interesting game. I think uh, Viking... It's, it's hard to say if they'll play in their sort of back five. They played a back five against Glint, but mostly they've been playing a 4 3 3. Um, three Peach missed the last game through injury, and if he's missing again, it does definitely take a little bit of the sharpness out of the Viking attack. Um, I was surprised Viking opened at 3 to 1, though. Um, I think they're a better team than that. I don't think Molde should be odds on here. I don't think Molde have shown quite enough. To deserve to be odds on against Viking, but um, I think it'll be a game both teams will score in, and yeah, uh, I can see Molde nicking it, but um, yeah, Viking are so dangerous on the break with Berisha, especially who scored a hat trick um, last time out, and uh, we'll be full of confidence going into this. Two teams full of confidence should be a really good game. I think it's on Saturday night. It should be worth watching. It's definitely a, ang- sorry, a corners angle here too in this match. I think I, I agree with David that we can do look on the big side at three to one. Um, you're getting four to five on five Viking corners. So it's probably a match in which you'd probably expect both teams to get at least four. Uh, and that's something I'll probably focus on at the weekend in terms of identifying teams for teams' corners. Um, not something in the for here, but something I'll share on the channel to, uh, tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, Viking have hit six, at least six in every game so far this season, so yeah. definitely. And one final point, David, can you get your thoughts? I thought Yerv were pretty big at home to Tromso on Sunday, 11-5, uh, for a side that's won two of their home games so far. Yeah. So, yeah. They're going to win this match, but 11-5 looks big, though. 
he did this with Sandra Sewolf last uh, last week, mate. Um, uh, yeah, I, I just completely on completely unbackable for me. I just don't think they're they're very good. I think they they'll, they'll sneak home wins just um, because it's a horrible place to go, and it's a long long trip for Tromsø to down to Greenstad. It's just about as long a trip as you'll get. Yeah, definitely. I'll be involved in it. I just thought, I saw the price. I just think I just thought the yeah. five was a, was a bit big. Not because you're ever great, but because I don't think Trump Yeah, it's quite it's quite big. Yeah, Trump have looked okay this year, but yeah, I, I I wouldn't. I think if they would if they'd open sort of similar prices, it would have probably been a bit more fair. Yeah. And just lastly, on uh, Lita Seer and David, you've got a battle at the basement. Um, Hugeson v Christensen. We spoke about opposing Haugesson at every opportunity. Um, is it worth doing this weekend at 94 with Christiansen? Yeah, massive price for Christiansen, but yeah, they've been awful as well, so no is the answer. <laughs> um, to the By far the two worst teams that we've seen so far in the league. But Haugesson, although they got hammered uh, last time out, um, They've they've looked a little bit better in the last couple of weeks, but what I will say is Justin uh, Justin Greenhaug has been there for many years, the manager, and if they lose this weekend, the chat is he could lose his job. So big one for them this weekend if they don't if they don't want to lose their their manager. Um, but maybe they do. Who knows? Who knows? Could be he's lost the dressing room. It could be. It could be. He's been there for many years. I think it's been sort of eight ten years. Uh, as a manager in a few years as a sort of uh, advisor type, uh, Ralph Rannick type role. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, obviously a good, a, a really important figure for Haugesund. Um, what they've done recently, he's done a really good job there, but I think they've struggled so far this year and um, Christian soon to have as well, so it's probably just one to avoid. Quite like quite like corners in this game though, because Haugesund have been absolutely battered in the corners and Christiansund, although they haven't been this year um, so much, I think they've hit four in each game and last year they were absolute corner kings, so I quite like corners in this game. Okay, uh, now it's time for the good stuff, obviously. Uh, <laughs> we've got a couple of bets lined up here. Let's start with top of the table, Mio and Dallin, David. Yeah, Mio and Dallin, I was really surprised to see them uh, odds against. Yeah. Away at Shade. Shade have come up from the Division 2 and they've lost 4 out of 4. It's been quite tight games in fairness uh, in fairness to them. But Mewendalen played 5, won 4, drawn 1. Uh, they've pretty much got the same squad that got relegated last year. But um, I, I do think they've looked, they've looked good. They've looked good going forward. Um, they've always been solid at the back. Um, under Hansen, uh, well, traditionally been solid and at the back, and I just think the price of eleven to ten away at Shade, who will struggle to win games this year. Uh, mm. I think me and Dylan, very well organised team, good attacking players. I think they'll, I think they'll be too good for them this weekend. Yeah, I mean it's top of the table versus second bottom. Eleven to ten just feels like a big price, Greg. It does, but first of all, I'd like to give a huge thank you to me and Dylan. Um, we backed them on Monday last week uh, to win and score two goals. They were one nil down, and they scored in the 82nd minute and the 98th minute. So a big thank you to them. <laughs> but in terms of this game, yeah, totally with David here. Uh, that stood like a sore thumb. That beyond that one price, 
for me in this match, probably in terms of goals, um, she'd look at the the record so far. Played played four, lost four, three two, three two, three two defeats. So to be fair to them, they are scoring goals, but they're not winning games, and that's four defeats in the spin now. It looks like it's going to be a long, hard season for Sheed, I think. And I think definitely worth backing uh, Mion Down at, at that price. Uh, Mion Down are also 5-6 to six to score two or more, which I think is backable too. Yeah. I think it's a league in which, just looking through the fixture so far, there's been lots of the teams like Start, like Mion Down, like Bran, who are winning games, but they're winning games 3-2. So, so sometimes I think it's maybe better to take the the uh, the goal line rather than the team to win line. But I think the eleven to ten in this occasion though is uh, definitely worth backing. But there's definitely an angle I think on backing these teams to score two at a slightly lower price. But a safer bet on the fact that they'll, they'll probably concede. Yeah, you've got this as one half a double uh, from August League and Saturday as well. Yeah, so over two point five goals in this match. Uh, I'm going for, um, and that's based on the reason we just stated, and I'm doubling that up with Grorud at home to, to start. Now, Grorud have had a pretty interesting start to the season. Um, they've not won yet, three draws and a defeat, 2-all, 2-all, 2-1-1-all. So no shortage of goals in their games. Uh, I think start have, I think, used the pun line on match day one day with what a start. <laughs> and they won 5-1 at Osana, and they won 3-2 at Sheed as well. So, they are scoring goals start, but they are conceding goals as well. And uh, again, a similar sort of approach here. Um, I must admit, I was a bit surprised at start being seven to five for this game, because they have had quite a tricky start to the season in terms of fixtures. Start they've played beyond Dallin and they've played Frederickstad as well. So this looks more of a winnable tie, a winnable match. This one, um, probably along the same lines as. Osana and Sheed. What's your thoughts, David, in terms of Grorud's position against Osana and Sheed? Same sort of level, maybe a little bit better? Uh, uh, probably a little bit better than Sheed. Uh, maybe similar to Osana, probably actually a little bit lower than Osana. I think Osana will pick up a little bit. Uh, potentially, I think Grorud's are definitely relegation candidates this year and I think the price on start is really, really good as well. Well worth yeah. backing. And I think what was the price for start? Two goals, did you say? Uh, five to six to score two. So again, five to six to score two, I think. There's a lot of shots if I have to win, but there's every chance here Grud will score. Um given how they start the season off. So it was one of those ones. You could back me on Dallin to score two, start to score two. I think both of them can be back to win, but I'm gonna play it a little bit safer and just take both matches over 2.5 match goals, and that pays 6-4. OK, so just to recap there on those bets, me on Dallin at 11-10 for you, David, uh, to win, and for Greg, it's an over 2.5 goals, double, winning in that me on Dallin game and in the Grow Road V-Star. Yeah? Yeah. OK. Uh, David, you had messaged, I can't remember if it was today or yesterday, about Sunday's Oof's price. Yeah, um, yeah. On Monday, they are 29-20 to win at home to Frederickstadt. Um, they've had a really good start to the season, haven't they? Yeah, four runs out of four. Uh, going really well. Um, I think Greg had mentioned the price when they were going to Starback. Was, uh, was, I think they were about 72, yeah. 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 Uh, it was a really poor game at Starback. It was Starback for dominating the ball, but Sanne's 
broke away and scored a cracking goal. And uh, 1-1 now. And yeah, that was a really, really good shout. I think um, I think they've started probably better than most expected. But And also the fixtures have been kind. They've mm-hmm. played Kongsvinger, promoted Kongsvinger. They've played Dina, uh, pr- uh, one of the teams in sort of relegation battle. Uh, sure does blink uh, as well as uh, another team who are going to be in a relegation battle this year. So they've had a kind, kind start to the season. Uh, Frederikstad, um, in comparison, have had a little bit tougher. They, well, they've played Start and they've played Mjöndalen recently. But um, yeah, San is for that price. Looks looks appetising, but Frederikstad had a good side. It should be a, that should be a good even game at, uh, in San Nes and. Um, yeah, again, it's, I find it hard to back. Personally, for me, that there's a cracking three aways on uh, Sunday. It pays up, pays just under eleven. Pays under eleven to one. What's that? It's going to be about uh, twenty-one to two or something. Yeah. Eleven point five nine on the decimal. Starback, me and Alan, and start all to win. I think it, I think it looks like a cracking price on the treble. Yeah. We've obviously already spoken about the Stab game, um, but on that Stabak game, you fancy goals as well. Yeah, I do. And Stabak, the problem they have at home is their grass pitch is not uh, not very good, so it's not ready. Uh, it's better for than Farhill. It's, it's, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's not quite Farhill, um, but I think the thing is, quite often at this time of year in Norway, the, the pitches have been under snow in the winter. Grass hasn't quite grown through yet, and they're quite bumpy, so... At home, they've drawn 0-0 and lost 0-1. Away from home, completely different teams. They won 3-2 away at Shade and they won 4-0 away at Lausanne. Ranheim themselves have been involved in a lot of goals. They lost 4-0 at home to Brann. They drew 1-1 at Rauphos. They won 2-1 at home and 2-1 away against Grorud and Brina. I think goals in this game looks really good. Um... I, I could I, I could quite happily add it to sort of over two and a half with uh, with me and Dallin game in the start game personally, but on the Asian line over three point oh, um, it was eleven to ten, and I think this is a game that's going to have a lot of goals in it in the weekend. It's, it's the forecast is for rain. The AstroTurf pitch in the in the Trondheim at Ramheim will be will be nice and wet. It's a big big pitch. I think it will suit Starback perfectly, and I can see a lot of goals in this game. Yeah, we do a lot of goals in this league, Craig. Unfortunately, this weekend the games are kind of split over Sunday and Monday, so we don't have those five or six games on Monday, just four on Monday and four on Sunday. Yeah, I'll probably back the four on Monday at um, five o'clock. Go in the first ten minutes. Go in the first half an hour. All eight matches this weekend. Over 1.5 goals pays 3-1. to one. I tell you what, there's not many games here where you're thinking there's not going to be goals. Um, I'd be stunned if there's any fewer than six of the games under um, 1.5. So there's always an angle on that respect. And I'm also keen to see how Ralfos do away to Brunner. What do you think, David? 17-20 to 20 for the home win. Ralfos obviously haven't, haven't started the season well either, to be fair. But yeah, like, yeah, they've not, but I think it's a, it's a good chance for them. The home home game against Berlin, uh, uh, yeah, I can see them. I can see them winning it, and I think Berlin uh, five defeats for Berlin, uh, all all two one. Um, I wouldn't put it past Rauhaus beating them two one again on uh, the weekend. I've been looking for a bit more than the ten to eleven though, and Brand away to uh, KFUM. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not a, not win, an easy place to go. Nice. 
No, it's not. They should win. Um, they've just got a really good squad, Bran, for this level. It's far too good for this level. Uh, KFUM are, yeah, a decent home side, but um, I think, yeah, I think Bran will have too much for them. But as you say, always against away from home, it's never, never nice to back. Okay, we've covered quite a lot there between Scotland uh, playoffs, the latest season, the Obus League. Uh, so, Greg, can you just give us a wee recap of your bets, please? Yeah, and that's without touching upon uh, English Premiership this weekend. It's a finale in the Championship on Saturday. It's a finale in League Two on Saturday. And Friday sees the finale in Serie B. So, some great opportunities this weekend that I've shared on the channel. But in terms of this week's podcast, um, starting in Scotland, I'm backing Dundee over 4.5 match corners at St Mirren, and that pays 5-4 with Skybet. And I'm also taking an over 2.5 match goals double between Forfar and Annan and Dumbarton at home to Edinburgh City. That pays 13-5. And moving into Norway, I'm taking over 2.5 goals between Hamcam and Olesund, and that's 19 to 20 with Bet365. And I'm also taking uh, over 2.5 match goals double. Gorud start and Shade versus Mjöndalen over 2.5 goals is six to four. Good stuff. And David? Yeah, uh, I've got four bets for you from the podcast this week. First of all, um, Sarpsborg and Odd. That's two and a half, three point oh in the Asian goal line, and that was uh, e- that was even money. Um, then also Ranheim versus Stabak, three point oh in the Asian goal line, that was um, eleven to ten. Uh, Mjöndalen to win over Shade, that was eleven to ten also, and finally Lillestrøm travelling to Boda Glimt. Uh, then Lillestrøm to score and to hit three or more corners and that was four to five and also quite like uh, the treble on Sunday and the treble away start Mjöndal and Stabak uh, and I would, if you want why not just add Sanders open on Monday to make it a Div McDonald's special <laughs> almost 30 to 1 yeah, that's worth a quid. Uh, it sounds like there's some cracking bets in there actually this weekend. So look forward to uh, watching those unfold. And that's us for this week's podcast. Uh, don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg, where you can also find the details of how to join his private betting channel on Telegram. You can also follow David on Twitter at dweatherston 11 And don't forget to check out his blog where he writes regularly about the Norwegian game and the tactical, from a tactical and a, a betting point of view as well. That's at David Weatherston football.com so that's us for this week's podcast thank you very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend cheers gents good luck guys have a good one